Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. Welcome to America's Heroes Group. This time with our partner, Veterans Legislative Voice, and our ASG correspondent. Today is Saturday, October 7th, 2023. October is Breast Cancer, Mental Health, National Disability, and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We'll probably hit all those topics this month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clay with a co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer, always, is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have with us Stephanie Collada. Our U.S. Army Sergeant, first class when she was in the military. Now she's a founder and CEO of the Veterans Legislative Voice, her podcast, and her ASG correspondent. How are you doing today? Stephanie? Right, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So congratulations on your new podcast. Tell us about that a little bit. Yes. Uh, a funny thing, everybody else, uh, inside information that's been working with this, I kept call- I kept forgetting to bring it up in the two previous times I've been on this show. So thank you for telling was starting with it. Yes, I started a podcast, Veteran Legislative Voice, just a short five to ten minute segments, uh, just covering bills and different things that, that's been happening, short and sweet thing and topics that pretty much we couldn't really fit into a whole 30 minute time block. So nice, short and sweet segments for everybody to understand. Well, I look forward to seeing that. That's pretty, sounds pretty good. Now tell us Thank what's you. going on in with the speaker of the house. So he's McCarthy, as oh, we talked goodness. about last week, you know, if you look the kind of, you know, weak or ill a little bit with his uh, leadership skills, um, especially what happened with the, the near government shutdown that we avoided. Thank God. So what mm-hmm. is going on with that? Well, okay. So I say this a lot. Congress is the original reality show, (laughs) and this week has really proven that. So with everything that's been going on, um, I've watched the entire vote that's happened for the Speaker with vacating his chair, Um, and it was very interesting. Anybody that really wants to watch, I can um, actually have the links on my podcast as well that you guys can watch yourselves. It was very interesting because it was only all of the debates and all of the infighting were all Republicans. Democrats kept really outside of this, except for the time when they came when it came to the votes Um, for the starting of these type of votes. They usually ask for a voice vote. And uh, it wasn't this. It wasn't Kevin McCarthy, who was uh, in charge of the chamber at the time. They had referred it to a temporary pro tem uh, speaker. And I believe it was Representative Womack. And when they asked for yeays and nays on to vo- uh, vacate the chair, the yeas were very small. It was like just Matt Gates, Representative Gates, and his followers, those eight. And then the nays were very loud, you know, the rest of the Republican Party. But when it came to the actual vote by individual, 
all of the Democrats voted yay. Mm. Yeah, and so a lot of a lot of things have been uh, trying to be interpreted in that because no one has really found out what was the big reason why this happened because Democrats could have easily just said present like what happened with the speaker earlier this year when Gates changed his from nay to present so they had enough votes they could say present and just stayed out of the entire voting process and it wouldn't be counted in the math. Um, so it really shows how the Democrats feel about McCarthy and everything that he's been handling in the past nine months. Is it really? And one of, those, uh, one of those reasons is really the budget and the debt ceiling because he kept changing his mind and he kept promising and breaking promises between both parties. And so that's one of the things that's been uh, really difficult. And apparently there was some sort of agreement that happened when he met with President Biden and the other leaders uh, when they were doing the debt ceiling. There was an agreement for the federal funding, hmm. but it, he never followed through on the on the agreement and he reneged. Wow. And so that's been one of the biggest issues. That's the reason why the funding had been stalled so long, because he promised, probably promised everybody. And, of course, that contradicts everything, and you're never going to make everybody happy. Wow. That's, that's... You're going to be ending up hurting everyone. And this really impacts a lot of military and civilian and, and veterans as well when we get down to it. Yeah, we talked about that last time, too, because... With the government shutdown, a lot of things don't happen. We have military members serving but not getting paid and then having to get back pay. And then you also have family members of those military uh, service members that are depending on those paychecks. Yes, and contractors would not even be paid, um, like 90% chance that they wouldn't even be paid at all. They'll be furloughed, and they would be filing for unemployment. Hmm. That's really limiting. So it seems that the most vocal people from the Republican Party tend to be the ones that aren't the most uh, don't have the real vision or an understanding of how the government really works. Also, don't seem to have a clear vision of what they're trying to accomplish and kind of just ping pong back and forth on whatever is a hot topic of the day. Is that, my, does that seem foreign? Is that a foreign idea? I apologize. Can you say that again? So a lot of the, it seems like the most vocal people in the Republican Party right now today are the ones that don't really have a clear vision for the party itself or for the government. And they also seem to yeah. be ping-ponging back on different topics, whatever is hot, to press buttons and try to stage um, the, like theater almost, as opposed to getting yeah. real legislation done. Um, not to say that Democrats are necessarily better, but you don't see that from the Democratic Party. They seem more of a well-oiled machine. They know what they're trying to do. They know what they're trying to accomplish. Everything is kind of almost choreographed. Right, and, and agreed upon before they even come out. Yes, I agree with that. And that does happen a lot. Actually, Representative Gates has been um, accused of fund <laughs> seeking funding uh, while he's doing this big fight in Congress and uh, trying to make a whole lot of money out of that so that for elections for later, he'll be able to pretty much be reelected again. So it's been it's been pretty uh, frustrating and pretty and pretty. All, everybody's in turmoil. One of the other things about this is that. Um, those small amount of people want very specific things that is the complete opposite of the other parties that have control. So you can't try to keep to very strict guidelines and expect everyone to agree to it. And that's been one of the things that has been the most frustrating um, during that time frame. Hmm. 
Is it a big deal that we don't have a, a speaker right now of the House? It is huge because there is a timeline. Uh, McCarthy had a timeline of how to get a, all the government funding um, bill completed. And like at, all the caucuses were supposed to submit their plans. Everything was supposed to be done. And there was a whole schedule for this. And now that's just thrown to the wind. Um, and now the temporary speaker, um, I can't remember his name right now, but he would be... Um, he basically set everybody out for a month, uh, for a week, mostly to cool a lot of tempers because they, he was worried that there would be a fight actually ensuing, like during the speaker ballots last year, or excuse me, earlier this year. Um, so that's really possible. With the new, any new speaker that we may have, we might actually see committee reassignments and changes that may happen, which can affect the armed services and the veterans uh, committees and how effective they could be. What's the people's so, uh, what's the pulse of the people about this whole situation? How how is how are they favoring um now that they've seen this kind of debacle in the Republican Party? Oh gosh, it's a uh, mixed um across the board because I think a lot of people have been um it really depends on how spun up they are on what's really going on and whether they um pretty much depends on whether they're uh, actually taking in on misdirections and lies that's out there and then others that are actually understanding. A lot of people are frustrated and a lot of people are mad. Hmm. Yes. And this goes into November of next year. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> right around yes. the corner. Well, election coming up. Right. Nove- well, November 14th is when the continuing resolution will end. And we have the potential of having a government shutdown again. Mm. It's really frustrating for government for the government funding because um, with the short term understanding of what's really going to be the funding um, units, military units don't know what to plan on, whether they will have the funding to actually send people to schools, whether they can uh, take soldiers to weapons qualification ranges to basically get everybody qualified and have their military and their readiness up. Veterans would also be affected because um, the government bill, uh, excuse me, the uh, GI bill hotline will not be available when there's a government shutdown. Other things will actually be stopped and furloughed when government shutdowns happen. Um, A lot of things are paused on what they had actually asked for for funding, and they're not sure whether they're going to get it in the, the time frame leading up to the end of the continuing resolution. So there's a lot of things that are affecting military and uh, veterans right now. There's a lot of uh, people that if they haven't gotten their PCS orders for moving from one station to the other, they're pretty much stalled. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been pausing a lot of transfers and moves, so that affects military families as well. Now what's the news with Tuberville now? Is he, is he, so is he still on his rant and rave right now? <laughs> Yes. Uh, so if anybody understands, Senator Tuberville has, of Alabama has been basically staying on a, mil- on a hold for military promotions. Typically, for military promotions, they just do a unanimous, everybody's okay with this, okay, cool, we're going to approve, and they do it by group. There's so many people right now that are waiting for their promotions to be approved by the Senate, it's over 300. And they actually calculated it would take over 700 hours to go through each individual person for a yay and a nay vote. So it's causing a lot of problems that's going on in the Senate as well. He's still holding on to the um, hold, 
And so they've had to do individual votes for the uh, next chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff when uh, because General uh, Miley's already left. And they've also done it for the Army, Air Force and Marine Corps, I believe, are the three services. They're working on those right now and they're hoping to go down the line, but they have to go by individual votes now. And there's a group of senators that don't want to um, pretty much agree to any bill uh, until pretty much they have the government funding settled. Okay. And so, so that back can in hold Africa up. To no December, maybe we're talking about, possibly? Yes. Yes. So um, it's about 20-some-odd. One of them I know is my, is my senator, Rick Scott, um, that want to hold off on any bills until they really get funding uh, settled. And it's really crazy. So I don't know how that's going to be affecting the military promotions. I assume they would be, because um, I'll assume they would be until they say they're not. And so that can affect a whole lot of things as well. The problem with um, not going through with these promotions is that there's a lot of people that are in acting positions. There's a lot of uh, deputies and exos that are working both their exo job and their actual commander's job. And having that double work will really um, dampen down the quality of work and the readiness for anything that may happen. So it can be a real national security uh, issue when it comes to this because they're diverting and they're also um, delegating too much and separating their time out. So they're not going to be able to give them the full time frame that, that's needed for the job. And I know it's frustrating for a lot of people in command because sometimes they're doing double duty, triple duty for the, the do jobs that they aren't necessarily in, but just filling in. Yes. Wow. Well, now, for uh, if there, have you ever seen or do you remember or recall or have any research that there was there ever a time when Democrats caused a government shutdown and when they had control of the Congress and there was a Republican president or any president for that matter? Um, one of the most notable ones is when Newt Gingrich was actually in Congress, and it, I believe it was President Clinton, and mm-hmm. that was the longest um, government shutdown we had until President Trump. Mm-hmm. And that was in the 90s. I believe it was 35 days. Trump had it for 38, I think. Um, and uh, but that was but I was it was it the Democrats that caused that or was that the Republicans? Because I remember I thought Newt Gingrich was, was the uh, It was the Republicans, but the Democrats were really fighting with it too. Okay. So it was. Only, I would mm-hmm. say it was both. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say it was both because it was a fight on both parts. And if I I cannot remember the specifics on that. I, I could guess, but I don't. I don't think I would be correct on that. I can't remember either. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. Like well, I mean, I was, I was nine years old at the time, so <laughs> it wouldn't be something I would be watching on CNN. Yeah, so. that was like in college um, or something like that. But yeah, there was. Yeah. It was. I mean, the, if, it's ironic that we if we keep going through this cycle over and over and over again, and, and we keep kicking the can down the road. The Republicans are lacking leadership. Um, seems like um, an organization. Also, it seems like. Who is the most likely person to be the Speaker of the House at this point? Um, It's kind of up in the air. There are um, a few candidates already showing out. I I know Jim Jordan has already threw his name in. He was the first one to do that. Um, If anybody knows Jim Jordan, he's the one that's been leading the impeachment on President Biden um, and other issues that's been happening uh, in the Judicial Committee. Um, Another one would be uh, Steve Scalise. Uh, he is that one to me is a little bit more up in the air because he is currently uh, battling blood cancer. Mm. 
so that's really scary for him. I would worry about his own health for that um, as a person. Uh, I would really worry about him. And then uh, Representative Elise Stefanik is also uh, considering it. She is the chairman of the Republican Committee right now, and, chairwoman, excuse me, and she is, I say, I would throw my support. I'm not a Republican, but I agree with with the most, at least, for the things that she goes for. She's also in the Armed Services, Services Committee. She does a lot for veterans as well. She has a good understanding of what goes in with those things. Um, and I believe Representative Byrne from Oklahoma is also in, uh, but I do not have a whole lot of information on that guy yet. He hasn't been uh, that very, that much involved with military and veterans, so I haven't had a lot of cross with him. Hmm. Well, that, will she be at least be the first female Republican speaker? Yes, she would, because uh, Nancy Pelosi was the first, and she was the Democrat. So, yes, she would be the first uh, woman speaker for the Republicans, which I think would be great. Hmm. It seems like an opportunity there. Um, uh, yeah. What is walk me down in a little bit of time we have less, left? Because one thing I like about what we, what you do is that you basically cut through for veterans and people that are because most a lot of veterans are interested in politics because we served the we served in the military and the government has have had at one point at least a major control over your life. Whether you're going to get whether yeah. get deployed, whether you're going to be stationed someplace, you work for Uncle Sam for at least a brief period of your life. Um, yes. So in that in that regard, walk us through what is what is the impeachment for Biden all about, and is it mm, legit okay. in any way? Ooh, okay. So this it, it's tricky. So um, I haven't seen a whole lot of in, uh, a whole lot of hard evidence on this. There's been a whole lot of things that the the opponents of Biden have tried to thrown out there. Now, right now, it's just an impeachment inquiry, and they're having committees on this. Uh, the the actual inquiry hearing they had with witnesses were entertaining because they couldn't they didn't actually have any evidence or knowledge of actual crimes that president biden had possibly committed um one of the things that they're really trying that the inquiry is about is trying to see on whether uh president biden is tied into any of the crimes that his son hunter has possibly uh committed there's there's been a few times and a few instances that people believe that Hunter tried to use his father, you know, the vice president at the time or former vice president at the time to try to bolster his own um, career and try to get some more money out of that as an influence. And so they're trying to find that and trying to find whether President Biden had benefit benefited from his son's um, maneuvers financially. Um, I have yet to see it. Uh, once we do, let's um, you know we can be judged from that. But uh, when that comes to it, we'll see how that goes. But um, I say I'm waiting till evidence comes until I make a final decision. If there's no evidence that comes, uh, you might you might know what my decision would be. Wow. Well, thanks for that. We really appreciate it. We ran out of time, but we're going to have you back again, of course. And what's the name of your podcast? Veteran Legislative Voice. You can find me on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, and I also put the links on my Facebook, Instagram, and uh, X. America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.